Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 307. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. That's right, my friends. We are back with another episode, and uh, this week will probably be one of Stephanie's favorites because we have absolutely no notes ahead of time. You seem to like those shows. I do. It's good for me. She is a spontaneous woman. Sometimes. You don't like that. Yeah. I'm not saying that I don't like that. I just, I'm not like that. How's that? That works. There you go. So um, I do have in my mind something that I want to talk about because I want to see if I can get clear on some of the details. Okay. Of course, I do have an episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life from years ago about uh, the whole story revolving, uh, yeah, the whole story revolving around receiving a certain check in the mail. Okay. So what I want to know is from your perspective, how did that go? That How did that happen? How did that ha- uh, go down? Because I'm thinking about opening my closing keynote in Dallas, Texas. With the story of the the check. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Obviously. I, think, I hope. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So I have the letter over there. But uh, what what were the details? This was August 2011, right? Maybe. Uh, it was. Okay. All right. So it was August 2011, or it could have been late July. Uh, the- it would have been August. We've already, we had already written our paycheck. Okay. So. Well, it was it was the day that we received our paycheck? Can you? It was the day we wrote our paycheck. Okay, can you kind of, from your memory, tell that story just a little bit so that I can hear any details that you have, as far as even before going out to the mailbox, like the conversation about the money and. Well, it was just it was um, it was a stressful day. We did our accounting. Um, Paycheck day is not Cliff's favorite day of the month. <laughs> it's just not. And like I said last week in preparing for this month's paycheck, um, August is always a big month. Always. So um, it's actually our July paycheck for our August budget. And, um, and it's one that I think you always freak out about. Yeah. And, and why no, do I forget about it? Always. Because it's a high expense month. There's um there's back to school supplies. There are um I don't really do a lot of back to school clothes shopping. Mm-hmm. I um I wait until the, the weather changes. So that'll come like in September and October. But um but they do get a back to school outfit. We make sure everybody has, you know, socks and underwear and all this. So there's there's clothes, there's school supplies, there's school fees, which are like getting up there. <laughs> They're and total side note, I got an email from the high school the other day that said we budgeted to pay Megan's fees. Yeah. Because school's starting. Mm-hmm. I don't pay her fees until September fourth. And I'm like, well, I wish you would have told me that last week 
Yeah. But anyway, um, it's there. It's fine. It'll be there when I go to pay the fees. Um, and so we had wanted to do, actually I had, we were, um, that was the year that Matthew and McKenna were going to be homeschooling. Okay. And so we had, isn't it? I, I, I'm, I don't know. Can, can I see a piece of paper? Uh, sure. You, okay. I will get you a piece of paper right okay. here eventually. And there you go. We had, um, written our biggest check ever. It was, it was the biggest paycheck we had ever written ourselves. It may still be the biggest paycheck we've ever written to this day. I'll right? have to look into that. I, 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 well, I can look into all of the check stubs are in there. This is fourteen fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. And then we go backwards and we'll go thirteen fourteen. She's looking um, at the years. I am. And then we're going twelve thirteen and then So you say that we had just written our biggest paycheck, but the, the my my where I think the story starts is it was actually before the check was written because it was that day and in my mind the biggest part of the story was the fact that you had told me the amount and I'm like, what can we cut? Well, we had, we had gone, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. You were freaking out about it and, yeah. and we did. And you're like, what can we cut? And we like, there was nothing that we could cut. Um, it was the year that we were homeschooling. And so we wanted to get the kids, um, uh, desks for their rooms and um that's the year that they got their new bedroom furniture it's the month they got their new bedroom furniture and um and so we looked at their literally even though it was a big even though it was a big budget there was nothing within that budget that could be cut right well and and I remember uh, going and saying, you know, hey, there are things that could be cut. We, the kids don't have to have brand new furniture. They don't have to have these desks, you know, right here, right now. I mean, if if we're looking at the money's not there. Now, here's the deal. The money was there. The money was there. You were just freaked out about spending it. It Well, exactly. Because, I, you know, I, I'm of the mindset of saying, well, just because there's this large amount let's not just go spend it all. Let's, let's use, you know, let's spend, you know, okay. I realize it's back to school month. We're going to have to pay a little bit more than what I normally would pay. As a result of that, there's going to be a bump there, but this was like double the amount of my normal paycheck. Because of the furniture. Right. Mm -hmm. This was double the amount of my regular paycheck because of the furniture. And as a result of that, the, the, the thing is like, well, gosh, if, I could just pay maybe, you know, 25% more and and that way there would be some left over towards next month's paycheck because, you know, there's no guarantee that I'm at the time I was still doing a lot of one-on-one consulting. There's no guarantee this this stuff's going to continue to flow the way it has been flowing as far as our income. Right. Um 2011 was also the year that we had shut down the plus membership. You know, this, mm-hmm. which was, you know, $20,000 worth of income in 2010, that that amount had not continued to be sustained uh, in 2011. So we we were it, it was it was a difficult thing. And here's the deal. It, we got to the place where, 
you said, okay, I understand we don't have to have this furniture right here, right now. I understand that you're really stressing out. And you said, just go ahead and write it for the lower amount and we won't get these things right now. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, at that moment, what was going through my mind was I feel like uh, I feel like this is number one. Do I have to do we have to do these things? No. Uh, are these things going to make it uh, more beneficial for us to reach our goals? You know, are the kids going to be if, if two of our children are going to be homeschooling, would it be better for them to have desks, a uh, clean area and all this other stuff? Absolutely. It'd be a better environment. You know, is the money there now? Yes. And and I had to go back and forth in my mind. Is it a wise decision to go ahead and do this? And part of me is like thinking, no, it's not a wise decision. It, it, you know, logically, my mind says, you know what? This would be this extra amount that doesn't go towards the paycheck. It would certainly be something that could um, it could actually help towards, um, you know, putting some, you know, having the buffer going into the next month, which in my mind appeared to be something that could be a a lower income month. But maybe not. It, It just was up in the air. And I, I think I, you were writing the check that month, right? I write the checks every month. Okay. So you were writing the check <laughs> and I think you had written the check and then I told you to void it. It could very well be possible. And here's the deal. The the amount that we're talking about, I think it was like an $8,000 check or something like that. Like the net, the net amount was 8,100 or something like that. The net amount was $10,000. The net amount was 10. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I don't remember that, but I, I can look in the stubs if you want me to. The stubs don't go back that far. Don't you remember we took some stubs out recently? Okay. Did we? Yeah, yeah but it's in did. QuickBooks. We could look it up there. Yeah. Anyway, so the anyway, so that well, I thought the total. No, I'm pretty sure that the net amount was ten. Okay. The, I could be wrong. The re, it's happened before. That's all right. The win, the one thing, and of course, these are the kind of things. If I'm going to tell the story from the stage, I I need to kind of get the story right and that's why i'm here have you here that's why help. you sucked me into planning this during our recording you time. like that I, no i don't actually but i'm here and i'm doing it anyway the so the the deal is is i thought that we were going through and that the amount happened to be the same amount of the check that it was we were going to have to um the after no. taxes it was going to be like twelve thousand dollars to pay that paycheck that could very well be possible i don't know okay. i don't i don't remember all details all the time see i thought you did some some i do some stick in my brain for reasons that i don't know okay and it it, it makes no sense and then others i have a hard time recalling it, it's gotcha. i i don't i don't know all right but i know that it was an extremely large check you were freaking out about it you very well could have written the lower amount and then voided it and written the other one I know I walked away with the larger check because the kids did get that furniture, which in hindsight is ridiculous because they only homeschooled for a month mm-hmm. before they're like, we miss seeing people take us back to school. Um, and and then we went to, and then I went and I checked the mail and there was a thing and I opened it and <laughs> it was, the rest is history. It's history, people. Okay. It's good history. All right. Well, Stephanie is 
anxious to get into some other conversation. I'm not so. anxious to get in it, into anything. I just, I don't recall all the details and you're, I feel like you're putting me on the spot wanting me to. Oh, no. I could have mentioned it to me before. Like, hey, I'm going to open up with brainstorming my opening statement for this talk I'm giving next week. Not a problem. Actually, it is a problem. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't remember everything. Okay. All right. Well, I, it, it's fine. I have enough detail. Okay. Yep. But I could brainstorm it with you later. That's all right. When I don't feel so, I don't know. Anyway. So it's birthday week here at the Ravenscraft household. It is. It is. I had dinner with your parents on Monday night. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And um, And the first time that I picked somewhere just for me. Which was equally fun. I usually consider everyone else and what they like. And, and I was like, nope, I'm just going to go with what I want. And that's what I did. But we had a good time. I, I had a good time. Um, I know your mom. Okay, so my grandma has her insurance with your parents. Right. All right. So she comes in to pay her insurance. She talks to your mom, all this stuff. So every time I see my grandma then she's talking about how your mom says she never sees our kids like she never sees us and and we don't see them a lot we're busy a lot um we've seen them quite a bit this summer but even that's been out of the norm because once school starts and extracurricular start we'll be you know we'll be busy again and and things just get crazy so um yesterday no tuesday I was having lunch with my grandma and she was talking about how your mom said she never sees our kids and which my grandma said, well, neither do I because they like never come to see me. And, um, and I was like, actually we just saw them last night (laughs) and now I'm here today. So I'm like good for a while, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I had a good time on Monday night. And the rest of the week has just been eclipsed by back to school. Yeah. Yeah. We went to the fair this week. We did go to the fair this week. That wasn't terribly horrible. It wasn't terribly <laughs> horrible. <laughs> the kids had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really enjoy the county fair. There's not much to enjoy. Right. It's it's the it's the same fairground that that it's always up, been. That it's always been. It's uh the same booths that are filled with people like like okay so you go to this fair right and you've got the gutter company you know <laughs> the which, same one that's been there for like the last 30 years <laughs> hold on and then you you go down two more booths and it's a different gutter company and there's yeah. a roofing company that has or shing, does shingles and um and then you know the, and all these people are out there you know promoting i guess their you know their businesses and stuff like that they pay to have a booth there and mm-hmm. And uh, there's always the Bank of Kentucky with their popcorn. Thank you, Bank of Kentucky, for your popcorn. I love their free popcorn. And uh, all these different things. But then there was, did you see that they had best way disposal? I did see. I did see the garbage company down there. Yeah. I really did. What was up with the... I have no idea. And then on the other side was Bavarian Waste. Now that doesn't make sense because... They used to be one company, but no, they're two companies no, now, No, no, no. They? they used to be two companies, but Bavarian sold out to Bestway on their residential side. Okay. I think they only sold their residential business. 
Gotcha. So that they could start doing other things. So that does make it. It is a different service. But anyway, here's the deal. All these companies give you these, you know, the the swag, if you will, the the branded pens or yep. the, you know, all these little tiny gadgets and stuff. I mean, one company was giving away fly swatters and, <laughs> and stuff. But but here's the funny. The thing. army was giving away tote bags. Yeah. Well, that's the, the tote bags are a big deal. The you know? tote bags were awesome because you could put your all your other swag in it as and, long as you and, hit up the army booth first. And and t-shirts <laughs> are a big deal as well. People giving away their t-shirts. There are people. Could you? It's like, but people are picking up their Bavarian waist t-shirts. Yeah, I don't need a Bavarian waist t-shirt. And their Bavarian waist, you know, so, uh, what is it? Solid waste management. It, their tar- their t-shirt says solid waste management on it I'm like yeah that sounds yummy no <laughs> but but we did have a good t- now we went because um i went the plan that got me there um because it's the first time i've been to the fair in like 10 years um lydia was in the Miss Sweetheart pageant. Okay. Okay, which is like eight to 12 year olds, I think. And um, so I wanted to go to support her and, and see her. I actually did her hair in the afternoon. It was a great, it was a great time. Um, she did fantastic. But um, once the pageant was over, then I'm like, well, I can't just leave. Like now the kids want to walk around. They went, you know, Megan had a friend. McKenna had a friend. And, um, and, it was, it, it it ended up being an okay time. Yeah. It did. I actually had a, a pretty decent time. I went to walk around. Yeah. Because it gave me a, a different environment to walk. And so I got more than, I think I got like 12,000 steps that day. See, I wouldn't be able to walk at the fair because people watching at the fair is funny. Yeah? hmm Yeah, I was ignoring all the people. <laughs> I was just there for the steps. Nice. So, and, you know, and of course, looking at the businesses, I I, I looked at the business and, and what was, okay. So the funny thing for me was the guys that said it, they, they have these businesses, they're local businesses and they, they pay the money to have this booth and they man their own booth and they just sit there and stare at you and look at you funny. You know, it's like, just wave at them and go away. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, I, I, you're not even approachable, dude. I mean, come on, seriously. Nobody's gonna come talk to you. Take your free swag and, right. and stuff like that. I not mean, it's happen. like, yeah, uh, you probably aren't the. Yeah, <laughs> you're not the best person to man this booth right now. To anyway. Well, some but, of them have been doing it all week long, and they're done. They're like, is well, this fair on. over yet? It was just Tuesday, wasn't it? Or whatever? it was Tuesday. But come on, even okay. by Tuesday, I manned a booth. Did I do it for for insurance? I don't think we ever had one there. Then we did it for First Church. Maybe. I've manned a booth at the fair before, and it was like, please shoot me now. Please. Yeah. Well, my favorite thing every year at the fair, when, when I went before, and, and just so happened I went one night last year. You and Matt went, right? Yep. Last year, Matt and yeah. I went. And then this night we went on, it just so happened to be the right night to go because they had the demolition derby. Yeah. Which is where all these rednecks, teenagers, uh, and I guess young adults. There's some young adults in there. There's probably right. some older adults in there too. Probably. And what it is, is they, they have these cars that, you know, their friends have, you know, kind of let go and, and uh, they've kept them in their yards 
and uh, you know, got them to the place where they're running. Uh, not that they're going to run for very long, but they're running. That's the point. <laughs> so the idea is that you've got, let's just say, maybe a, a 1970s hot rod that's kind of just on its last legs. You've got a, a 1992 uh, Chevy Cavalier. You got a uh, uh, all these different cars that are they don't ha- they've had to take out all the win- they took windows. Out all the windows. There all the are no glass. windows. All the, there, so there's no glass or anything. And they put them in this ring and the, filled with dirt. And, and you battle it out. And you basically, if you've ever been to a, a carnival where they have dodge cars or whatever, or bumper cars, well, this is bumper cars without bumpers. Well, actually, they start with bumpers. <laughs> they start with them. They don't end with bumpers. But they usually don't have um, bumpers when they're done. Yes. Well, I have to say, this makes more sense than what my brother used to do. And that's when they would have their trucks and they would tie chains around their bumpers and then go in reverse to see who pulled off whose bumper first. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, really redneck around here. Um, and that's okay. And that's okay. Well, they, after the, they did two different rounds of demolition derby, uh, which by the way, I love demolition derby. It, it is hilarious it's fun. to watch, but then they I would have watched thing- had it not been going on. At the same time. Right. So the other thing that they had going on was uh, something called a burnout. Okay. Is, is it, they just called it burnout. Anyway, it, they, they had these big concrete cinder, or concrete blocks. I mean, uh, like huge 3,000 pound blocks. Um, anyway, and they would chain your bumper to it. And the whole purpose of this, and this isn't just old junker cars. These are newer cars, all kinds of cars, whatever. Uh, anybody who wanted to, I, you could have, anybody in the crowd could have pulled their car up, chained it to this thing. And the whole idea is that you floor it and you spin your tires until they pop. Why would you do that? That it's, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, yeah. So I didn't say I understood it. (laughs) Anyway, I have a picture of this and it is pure smoke. You can't even see the cars. And the person and the whole idea is how long the the person who wins is the person who goes the most number of seconds or minutes, the the greatest length of time without stopping or until your wheels pop and whoever goes the longest wins. And we're talking there are some that had their windows open and there's no way they could breathe. Right. There are some that had their windows closed and there's no way they could be breathing. It's like, why would you inhale that much burnt rubber smoke so that you can say, I, I won? spun my tires longer than other people have? <laughs> I just, you know. It, it doesn't made, all make sense. And not only that, but it, the and, and the engines that people, I mean, people are blowing up their engines and everything as a result of this thing. So, ah, anyway. That's funny. But uh, we um, came home from the fair with a pet. We did. Marty. Marty. And um, so McKenna won a goldfish and um, is like so excited. So excited. It's funny because right now she's at a sleepover or was yesterday. She went yesterday, spent the night and she'll come home sometime today. Um, And she's called to check on that fish like a lot. Yeah. A lot. She's terrified that he'll die while she's gone. Um, well, I wouldn't say terrified, but, you know, it was a concern. And um, she understands that being a fair fish, he's not going to last that long. Um, 
And so I think that that's a good thing, but I wonder how she'll handle it when, yeah, when it is, you know. Now she changed the water. Um, one of the things that I had told you guys, you know, get on the internet and find out what you need to do mm-hmm. to make this last as long as possible because there are some things that you don't want to do. And um, anyway, McKenna called me the other day and or yesterday morning, and she's like, "Dad, how, how's Marty doing?" And I went in there, and Marty wasn't doing too well. And she goes, Dad, you know, I figured out how to change his water. And so she put some new water in. Now, if this water has too much um, chlorine in it, or uh, what is it? Yeah, is it chlorine? Anyway. Chloride. Chlor- anyway, if it's got too much chemical in it from the water treatment center, uh, if it's too hot or too cold, then it can kill the fish. Right. And ma- I didn't know she changed the water. She did. Well, she told me she did, but it was already too late. Yeah. It was already done. So he was not looking to. I mean, he was. I mean, when we brought him home from the fair, he's swimming around like nothing else. I mean, he's super speedy, and he was just barely, barely able to just wave his little fins. And uh, he would go up to the top like. I mean, you. It was as slow as the slowest could be, and then he would just kind of just just shimmy on down, and he would just lay on top. He would sit on top of the rocks. Okay. He was still. He was still moving and. But you could just it. You could just tell that he's not doing well, well right now, and I thought he's not going to last the day. Well, now he's back to the way he was before mm-hmm. um, the bef- when we brought him home. Yeah. So he he seems to have gone through that okay. But I think it's probably important to talk to McKenna. I know we got the right food for him, but uh, I'm wondering should we get water conditioner? I don't know. Which basically helps. Um, fix the pH balance of right. the water and also it's make it's it's important to make sure that the the water is the right temperature. Yes. Um now she is expecting um when Marty does die that she wants to get a beta fish. Does she? Yes. Hmm, interesting. Told her we'll see how long she can keep Marty alive. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. She wants a fish so bad. And then Megan's like, you all promised us that we could get a fish when we moved in here. And I'm like, I don't remember that. (laughs) I don't remember that either. But they all three say that we promised them they could get a fish. Yeah, I I can't see. I I just can't see a day, time, or circumstance where I would have said that. I can. Have you seen those two girls and their blue eyes? Okay. (laughs) Maybe. Lord is in our uh, chat room. She says, nothing wrong with a little red on your neck. Nope. <clears throat> nope. Nope. Although, um, I'll tell you that I might have a little bit more red on my neck than my husband. And he gave me a very judgmental look when I showed him the cowgirl boots that I want to buy. Oh, my goodness. See? Did you see? You felt it, right? <laughs> you could, I can just feel it coming off of you in waves. It's not cool. They're super cool. They're, they're not bad. I, they, I thought they looked pretty decent for boots. <laughs> you crack me up i love it you're like when would you wear them i'm like you'd wear them whenever with whatever and i had mentioned that there were tons of people walking around in dresses and skirts with their boots on or shorts with their boots and you're like yeah but they're rednecks i'm like um hello i actually i think i even said i'm i i I absolutely love it when you pretend that you don't know who you married Mm mm-hmm I really do. That's funny. I've 
I don't think. Well, that's not true. I've seen you wear boots maybe once before, twice. Okay. Yeah. What kind of boots are we talking about? Do you not pay attention? Because I actually wear boots all the time. No, I'm talking about like cowboy boots. I've never had a pair. You've never had a pair. Then you took a pair. I thought I remember seeing a picture of you in boots. Must have been your other girlfriend. No. Wasn't me. I have a picture of you with a cow cow girl hat and something like that. There were no boots. No boots in that. Not in that picture. Okay. It's only from the waist up. So if there are boots, you can't see them. Gotcha. (laughs) Oh, well. But those boots are awesome. And I told you I'd get them for you. I know. So? And you were snarling your nose when you said it. I was. You know. Are you going to go get them? I'm seriously considering. Okay. I love them. All right. Cool. Cool. They're very cool. But uh, it was awesome because they didn't have my size at the booth at the fair. And he said if I came down to buy them, he'd honor the fair price. Plus, he'd give me 10% off. Yep. That's awesome. It is. I, it, it makes sense because you have to drive all the way to Dry Ridge to get oh them. Oh, my goodness. All the way. What is it? Like 35 minutes? I don't know. It's a good drive. It is a good drive. And if I'm in the car by myself, I can turn the radio up and I can just, vroom, there I am. <laughs> and take me 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, goodness. So school starts back next, next Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Six days and counting. Nice. So yeah. um, for your birthday, your birthday is Sunday. It is. And I made us reservations okay. at Morton's Steakhouse. You did. And this will be the kids' first time at Morton's. Yes. Yes, it will. Um, I'm not sure that they're so much excited about it. I'm actually going to have to go buy Matthew a shirt to wear. Okay. Because he won't be allowed to wear a t-shirt. Right. <clears throat> and um, even Megan is like, I don't know what I'm going to wear. I don't know what I'm going to wear. I'm like, eh. You have dresses. Just pick one. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, so I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, it'll be fun. Yeah. But they are. They're worried about what they're going to wear. They're worried about what they're going to wear. But here's the deal. I mean, now, who was it that said they don't like steaks? Matthew? Yes. I said, Matthew, that's because you've never had a real steak. Mm. Once you have this steak. That is what you told him. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he'll order a steak. He probably won't. But he will taste somebody else's steak and then he'll realize, oh my gosh, I love steak. You think so? Yep. Yeah? Yep. We'll see. There's something about a Morton steak. It is the best. It's very good. It's a very good cut of meat. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so there's that. Um, What else is going on? Anything? Um, Let's see. What else? Yesterday, um, Megan got her schedule, making her officially a high schooler. Yeah. This is not cool. <laughs> no, actually, it's fine. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what is driving her crazy is that um, she has no like supply list or anything. Right. And so she feels completely unprepared. They told her all she needs to do is have like a notebook and a pen um, for the first day, each teacher will give her a syllabus and tell her and then and then tell them what they need hmm. and um, driving her crazy because she feels unprepared. And um, 
Matthew gets his schedule today. He's very excited to get his schedule, know who his teachers are, and um, excuse me. And uh, I'm looking forward to school starting. I, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering that whether or not when school starts back and you guys are getting up early in the morning, if that'll help get me back into my morning routine. I don't know. Because I, you know, here's the thing. It's it's not been a huge drain on my productivity, although, uh, you know, I get started later in the day if I get up, you know, at nine or 10 in the morning. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I've been working late at night and I finally get into a good creative groove and, you know, I, I get I get what needs to be done done. Mm hmm. But I'm not getting it done in the hours that I know that are the most productive and help me to live more of the kind of lifestyle that I'd want to live. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to have my evenings free again. And I'd like to have, you know, early morning uh, sessions where I'm p preparing my day ahead of time before I get hit with any kind of, you know, request via email and all that other stuff. I, I'd like to have at least one or two things done before most people quote unquote think about starting their day well then just do it hey, yeah it's, it's easy to say that but it's not as easy to just make yourself to go to bed at 10 or 11 o'clock at night and wake up at five the next morning okay when you have been out of that routine for months it, it's it's about changing a habit and i'm trying well okay. i'm not trying right yeah, now i was gonna say you're not trying <laughs> no i'm not but um but you, you just have you just have to to do it. I mean, I understand what you're saying because even I was setting my alarm for five twenty five Monday and Tuesday. Did I get up at five twenty five? No, but it woke my body up. It's mm -hmm. just getting back to you know resetting my body clock to wake up at that time. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, I so don't like it. But. Um, but I don't know that I'll ever pull myself out of bed before 525 until Wednesday morning when I have to. Right. See, that that's, you know, that's the one thing there. It seems like whenever I go out of town and I have to be at certain places at certain times, whenever there's a here's the deadlines altogether. You know, this is the one of the things that I think is the most frustrating thing as an entrepreneur who has grown their business to a certain place where you pretty much have flexibility to kind of do the things you want, when you want, where you want, how you want, all this other stuff. And I miss deadlines. I think that's what it is. I miss I miss the, the deadline. And I know what people are all say, well, impose lots of deadlines for yourself. And there's something different about making a commitment to a person and being have, having to be at a place or uh, having something accomplished at a certain time uh, but compared to telling yourself oh I'm you know this is my deadline to get this done but uh, yeah so that anyway it's it's I miss my deadlines and create I create yourself some deadlines but that's what I just said it's not as easy as what you think to create deadlines well, it's easier to create them, but it's different when you're setting your own deadlines for yourself. All right. Yeah. So like, for example, it's it. like, you know what? Hey, I'm going to, I'm getting up at five tomorrow. I want to have X, Y, Z done by 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. And then I set my alarm for 5 a.m. It's like, well, what do I have to do today? Well, I said that I was going to do this. Well, 
what's gonna is what's gonna happen if I stay in bed right now? Nothing. XYZ's not getting done. XYZ's not getting done. Is that okay? Yeah, I'll get it done later in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like okay, okay, fair enough. Back to sleep. There you go. All right. Ah, uh, and and I hate that. I, I I really, I and here's what I wonder. I wonder how much of it is a big deal. Um, and if it is a big deal, I mean, I know people out there that have different schedules and, you know, is, is, is there something where there are certain people out there that say that to be a responsible person, it means getting up early in the morning and going, you know, that is that an expectation that other people have placed and can I be successful in my own way and on my own schedule? Um, you know, or can I, and, and can that still be a responsible way to to do things or you know there, so just all kinds of questions going through my head okay yeah okay am i doing it out of an obligation or is it really something i i strongly desire and if it was something that i strongly desired wouldn't i be doing it ah. hmm things that go through my mind nice okay yeah. interesting yeah I'm a driven person. Yeah. You are. Yeah. And but I you're li- not driven to get out of bed at 5 a.m. <laughs> no. Well, not right now. I'm not. You know, the funny thing is, is that I listen to a lot of podcasts from people that I, I admire and respect a great deal. And there are people who are extremely driven and 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 they they see their drivenness as a result of their faith, you know, and, and they... And it's not like they say it, that, that these people are teaching, you know, if you don't do this, you're not being a godly person. But, you know, they, they they clearly attribute their desire to live the life the way that they live it as a result of being responsible and blah, 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 blah. And, and being driven means that you're any anyway, they, they it, it it's it's fun to see some people out there say, you know, this this is the way that I feel God's calling me to live. And then I listen to somebody else and he's like, listen, you know, just we need to stop being so driven. We need to just sit back and know that God's God is, you know, God and he's in control and we don't have to make everything happen. And he's like and and that person isn't saying, well, you don't have to work, you don't have to do anything, but dude, chill. You know, you don't have to you don't have to be the biggest. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to do this. It's just like, you know, it just really let God be God and 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 don't worry so much. Yep. So. Yep. You're reading the chat room. Yeah. You stopped well, talking. Anyway, Kim Linware says Cliff's mind is a scary place to be. There ain't no doubt about that. Yep. Mine's a lot more simple. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I think it might be. Mm. A lot more simple. I'm okay with that. Yeah. My mind is a scary place to be at times. I contemplate everything. Yes, you do. Yep. I sit back <sighs> and know that you're contemplating it. <laughs> Fun I stuff. say what I think. I say what I feel. I know you're thinking it over and that mm-hmm. eventually we'll come to a decision. Yeah. That works for both of us. Right? Yep. Charles in our chat room says, I think it's about what God is calling you to do. It's different for everyone. I Yeah, I agree that's with that. That's absolutely true. And that's what I'm trying to discern is, you know. What is it that he's 
Well, I I know that it, I don't think I wonder if it's really does God care if I get up in the early in the morning or stay up late at night? I think God cares if you care. I think so too. So, do you care if you get up early in the morning and stay up late at night? I'm I'm trying to decide that. Okay. I I, the, I think the, you think too much. I, like, I I know that I actually care, but I'm questioning why I care. Okay. You okay. know, because yeah. here's the deal. All right, cause I'll I'll just share with you one of the things that it's like. Okay. One of the things that I'd love to do is I'd love to be up and and done with stuff early in the morning get things out of the way and really know that i accomplished the big most important things and gosh i i could have the rest of the day and and i could at the spur of the moment go and do this or go and do that and go and do this and and i make some of those things happen and then all of a sudden you know i'm thinking it's like oh well gosh there's just a couple days left before i go to dallas and then the kids you know start school that week so let's try to fit in as much family stuff as possible and but you don't communicate that to anyone else. No, I, I try, but it doesn't you, work you out the way. You don't communicate that to anyone else. And we have a whole week full of back to school and other things going on. And and that's exactly it. Yeah, and I mean, then you look around and you're like, nobody loves me. Well, it, it, they're, they're do, not here. They're nobody here. It's like, no, here. Nobody wants to go do anything. It's like, <laughs> because we're busy. I'm like. You know, let's go to the zoo and let's go do this. Let's go do that. And Tell everyone why we haven't been to the zoo, Cliff. Because every time I'm ready to go, it's two o'clock in the afternoon and nobody wants to go to the zoo from two to six. Five. Two to five. Three hours at the zoo is plenty of time. Okay, but you got to drive over there. No, yeah. okay. You, you decide you want to go at two o'clock. All right. All right. We have yeah. two teenagers and a nine-year-old. In what, on what planet are we getting out of here before 3.30? Mm-hmm. Are you listening? Yeah. 3.30. Yep. Right? Yep. Let, let's just say on a, it's a good day and we get out of here at 3. It's a 30-minute drive. You have to park. Mm-hmm. You have to walk. to the and, and then it's 4. And then you have an hour. Ooh, let's go to the zoo. <laughs> no, you, you don't think that way. You just think, hey, I want to spend, let's go to the zoo. That would be fantastic. Yeah. If it happened at 9 a.m. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Actually, it wouldn't because the rest of us wouldn't be out of bed. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get, yay, let's go to the zoo when you're knocking on their door going, get up, let's go to the zoo. Well, here's what here's what I've come up with. The conclusion that I've come to is that, you know what, Here's the I, I'm we're going to go out and we're going to spend time as a family Sunday night at Morton Steakhouse. That's going to be a, a, an mm-hmm. experience that, you know, will be fun and stuff like that. The you know, Monday, I leave Tuesday evening, so um, there's not going to be a lot of time. I just, I just said, you know what? Okay, so there's not going to be a lot. But that I can have be been telling you between now and then. I have been telling you for a week prior to today. Mm-hmm. We have something every day next week. I know. Do you want me to tell you now, or do you want me to tell you as it's coming? Please tell me as it's coming. Okay. Well, tonight we have this. We have something every day this week. Do you I want know. me to tell you now or do you want me to tell you as the day of? Tell me the day of. And then you get shocked that we're not here. No, I, But it, I've been offering to tell you for a week where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing. I've I've come to the conclusion that you guys have a busy schedule and that, okay. Okay. I just... I'll see you when I get back from Dallas. <laughs> we might still be here. Ah. <sighs> You just, it, it's just, we have a very busy week. 
there's a lot going on. And um, now tomorrow night we'll all be here. My parents are coming over for dinner. Okay, that's cool. Um, that will be laid back, low key. Um, the I know um, the girls want to show. Um, my mom and dad didn't make it to dance recital, so they want to show them their um, their dance recital. But I don't think they want to watch the whole video. They just want to show their dances. Okay. Um, and maybe some of their favorites. But anyway, and I'm going to go buy Divergent today. We could see if my parents want to sit down and watch Divergent. Um, very low-key, family night planned tomorrow. There okay. will be time spent. Good. The five of us plus two tomorrow. Nice. Okay? Um, Saturday is another family day, but it's more people. That There will be more. You'll probably hide because it'll be too many people. <laughs> Just <laughs> your head will be spinning. But, um, but again, we'll all be in the same place. We'll all be here. What's going on Sunday? Sunday's my birthday. Mm-hmm. The only plan for Sunday is dinner. Do you want to plan something for Sunday? I've been thinking of what I w- I've been thinking. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, it's your day. After th- after the busy week and knowing that next week you'll be gone and school starts, mm-hmm. I, d- I don't know. All right. Okay. Yep. I'm still thinking. Okay. I'll tell you what I do need is, <laughs> Carol said Steph needs access to Cliff's calendar. That's funny because he won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You have access to my calendar every no, no, day. No, 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 no. I had access to your calendar, and you took it away. When? When you cha- you like you changed, and I was no longer. I no longer had access. I didn't do that intentionally. You did. We talked about it. What? <laughs> I don't remember this. <sighs> oh, it's great. Anyway, no. Um. Cliff needs access to my calendar. That that's what. <laughs> yeah. And he has it. It's hanging on the refrigerator. <laughs> that is a non-digital format. I don't care. I will take a picture and send it to you, making it in digital format. <laughs> nice. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yes, but um, what was I saying before that? Sunday. You don't know if you oh, want to do anything. Yeah, I don't know if I want to do anything, but I do need you to hang some more pictures. Yeah, that sounds like great, great fun time. No, here's the deal. I'm just going to let you do it. I'm going to tell you what needs to be hung and the general area that it needs to be hung in. And then I'm going to ignore it and just know that it will get done. That's probably not a good idea. Pref- well, it didn't work so well with us working together either. <laughs> Why? What was wrong with that? I don't know, Mr. Let's Critique Everything She Does. <laughs> uh, I am I am turning 36, not 6. Okay. I have hung a picture or two yeah. before. Yeah. Did you measure that? No, I just decided that this is where I wanted the nail to go, and so I put it in the wall. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That was funny. It wasn't really funny. No, it wasn't. It might be funny now, mm-hmm. but when I was hanging the picture and you came in, it wasn't so funny. We got lots of stuff hung already. We did. Uh, the ne- the stuff is for Matt's room. Okay, so Matt has some stuff to be hung. Yep. The okay. one, two, three, four, five, five things. Five things in Matt's room? Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Yep. Cool. I'll have to go and watch the video to see where the wires are. I know. That's why I said I'm going to let you do it. Okay. Um, we do that tonight? Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, that was the other thing. That the um, So, Tuesday, I was at my grandma's. And um, she had said my dad was... Now, my mom and dad are on vacation this week. This is a week they take... Um, every year this is their vacation and it's it's their staycation it's they get stuff done around their house they work in the garden they sometimes they go up to Columbus for the Mopar Nationals but they didn't go this year and um, so this is this is their vacation week so I'm sitting there and um, talking with with my nanny and she says that my dad was up for breakfast that morning and they had mentioned that they were coming over on Friday she says well what are you going over to Stephanie's on Friday for and he goes well the last time I was there I was too tired to go upstairs or downstairs to see the house so I'm going to see the house I told her if she fixed me dinner I'd come see the house nice so that was um so that's why he's coming he's coming to see the house awesome fun yep what else I don't know I I think that's it I mean seriously the kids and I are really just getting ready for school um, I'm hoping to next week, I might have some time to do it tomorrow. Depends on what I get done today. Um, because all of my busy has been outside of the house. Well, I need to have a couple of days where I'm busy inside the house. Um, I want to make sure Matthew and McKenna don't have any boxes left in their bedroom. And um, when I think Megan has one box in her room now also, because everything's out of the old house. And um Just make sure their rooms are clean and organized and ready for what will become a very busy schedule again yeah. starting next Wednesday. Awesome. Actually, Monday. Dance starts on Monday. Does it? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Yep. For me, okay. I have um, I have basically, I still need to work on my keynote address, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming along pretty well. I'm making yeah. progress. What? You had it all written out like not written out but your points written out weeks ago yeah i I, no, i have a i have the overall message i know i know what the message is and if i if i needed to if i had to i could get up on stage and deliver the whole thing right um but you know i I do have a couple stories that i want to tell and i want to make sure that i got the right details and i will um you know work those things out i have to decide um what 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 details to share, you know, how, how much information is necessary for me to tell. I want to have a good feeling for how I'm going to tell the stories. As far as the points, you know, basically for anybody who's wondering, my, my talk at uh, Podcast Movement, I am actually doing the closing keynote. There's going to be about 600, 700 people at this event. And the very last session the, the where everybody's together, I'm the last talk that they will hear before they leave this event which is a lot of pressure um you know because a lot of people could have this great amazing two-day experience and if my talk goes lousy then it was a lousy conference you know or whatever that when just, have you ever had a talk go lousy? <laughs> no it's not gonna go lousy i'm just saying there, there's but there is pressure you know that the the final address of you know there, there are t- the two most important talks at a conference are Even your first sermon the weekend my grandpa died was out of the park i mean like when 
when have you not had I, I have never had one that hasn't gone extreme. so you just bring this anxiety upon yourself I do. why I do, I, do. Um, I don't know why I do that oh. but here's what I can tell you is that um I, I my my message is you know, a lot of people come to this have come to this conference because they wanted to learn how to monetize their podcasting efforts. They want to learn how to, um, you know, gain more followers or subscribers and get more download numbers. How to, you know, do all these other things that you know. How can I get more email or how many can I get more email subscribers from people who listen to my show and all these different things? How can I? How can I? How can I? And so, and, and not that there's anything wrong with those things. I think those are worthy goals and, and a lot of them come from great intentions and what you want to accomplish as a result of having those things. But I, my closing keynote is about how your, how you can change the world one person at a time through your podcasting efforts, how your podcast can actually have a positive influence in the lives of the people who listen to your show or not how your podcast, but how your podcasting efforts Things that you as an individual can do that, you know, is way beyond what you can possibly imagine. Um, you know, it's great that you can get another thousand people to listen to your show. That's wonderful. But did you know you, <laughs> the people you already have listening to you, what you can do in their lives that it far surpasses whatever ranking in iTunes that you have, how many downloads you have? Right. Did you just give it all away? No. Okay. So um, that's 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 the overall message, and um, that there are gonna I'm gonna give people four strategies of things that they can do to make a positive uh, difference in people's lives, and um, I I can tell you what they are, and I still won't be giving it away. I can tell you that one of them is uh, have a clear message that people can grasp onto. You know, what does Dave Ramsey stand for, Stephanie? Give me one sentence. Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Live like no one else so that later on you can live like no one else. Exactly. So you, so you automatically know who Dave Ramsey is. You know what he stands for. His message is clear and you either align yourself with it or you don't. But but he, but he has a clear message. Live debt free. Um, sell the car. Beans and rice. Rice and beans. Uh, there, You could use all kinds of things and those things are going to tell you. Oh, and by the way, I, can I play something for you? Uh, listen to this. It, what if you? Want, I'm going to use this. It's a video clip, but uh, just listen to the audio. If you ever, you can. Dave Ramsey's on the. Bless you, Dave Ramsey's on. The, he does his show three hours a day, every day, Monday through Friday. I know. You can tune in any hour of any day, and you're going to get a feel for Dave Ramsey, who he is, and what his message is. And just to prove the point, I went to YouTube and I pulled off. Just a random clip, and this is what I found. Listen to this. It's loading. Normal in America today is 70% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, according to the Wall Street Journal. Normal in America today is bankruptcies increase almost every single year. Normal in America today is people work their whole lives and retire and say, I sure hope the government, which is well known for its ability to handle money, will take care of me. (laughs) Normal in America today is a car with a payment and no idea that I'm ever going to live without a car payment. Normal in America today is I'm going to buy as much house as I can buy as soon as I can buy it, regardless of how broke I am, and then can't figure out why I'm broke and why this house is a curse to me. Normal in America today is broke, and it sucks. Looking good and no freaking money. Big hat, no cattle. That's normal. Normal 
sucks. <laughs> Normal sucks. Do you, I agree. Do you get a feel for where maybe uh, what yeah. his clear message is? Yeah, I like that. The Def- government, which is so known for their ability to handle money. Yes, exactly. They're going to take care of me. Uh, anyway, so, so um, number one, have a clear message. Number two is genuinely care about people. Um, you know, being willing to let people know that they exist uh, and and that you do genuinely care for them. This causes, you know, the the idea here is that you'll interact with them and 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 not that you're untouchable. You're accessible and and at a at a certain level. And then the next uh, strategy is creating community uh, environments of community where people can come together. Uh, so basically, chat rooms like this we have going on right now. Uh, the ability to leave comments and blogs, stuff like that. And then the fourth one, which is being authentic and real in sharing your journey with others. And this is try this is the whole concept of, you know, um, you know, you don't have to to be an expert in an industry doesn't mean that you have to have everything all figured out and that you pretend that you know everything. That you can be real with your struggles and when you make mistakes and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So anyway, those are those are the strategies and I have some stories to share about people's lives that have been changed as a result of podcasters who have incorporated their strategies okay these strategies anyway pretty cool huh sure you can change the world with your podcasting efforts you can I know this pretty awesome anyway I don't have to go (laughs) there you go so I, I mean, and of course, I, I all. By the way, did I look at any notes? No, it's no. all in your head. I know you. You psych yourself out. I you, didn't look seriously. at any notes whatsoever, and I could, and I have fifty minutes, which is ridiculous amount of time, but I have fifty minutes, and so I know that it's not a big deal, but I don't want to get up there and just wing it either. I, 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 I feel like this. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to script it. But I want to go into this knowing these are the details that I have intentionally chosen to share from these stories. Right. Because you know me. I can sometimes go into detail. You can sometimes exaggerate details. Well, not intentionally. I'm surprised you're still saying Stuart's check is the amount that it was. It's $12,000, right? not like exaggerating it to some, Yeah. I I never intentionally exaggerate. Sometimes I do because in my mind, it, it, I was so blown away by the experience that it it was more than in right. my mind okay. than what it was. But the reality is, is that that's why I'm going in and, you know, I'm all getting right. all these details. Okay. So I was uh, looking at Willie Gillis's uh, story of how he and his wife had lost so much weight. And so last night I listened to an episode of... Uh, Balanced Living Weekly, where I interviewed him, uh, he started. He and his wife started in January 2011 to lose weight. At the time, he was 492 pounds, and we interviewed him in October of 2011. So from October or from January to October, so in 10 months, um, Willie lost 171 pounds, and his wife lost uh 113 pounds it's incredible yeah and both of them by the way walking mm-hmm. that's that's how they did it walking counting calories and eating the right foods so 
now that they both started out at 30 minutes a day and uh, I think he had worked himself up to where he was 60 to 90 minutes a day and and she's 100 and she was two hours a day working out but uh, anyway interesting stuff it's awesome I am looking forward to the talk I think I I do believe right now as it stands without any notes I could get up on the stage and completely give Keep that him there talk. for a week you're right you could but I I With want that talk you have it it's in your head what I want to do the, here's my thinking I number one I have to create the slides to go with it now um and I need to I've got the ass I've got many of the assets like the Dave Ramsey clip that I just made right I made that montage it, it was a much longer clip than what it is um I and, know he knows he knows the art of the run-on sentence mm-hmm Dave Ramsey. <clears throat> so anyway, it, it, it's going to go well, but uh, it's a lot of work. So I have that and I still need to market my one day live mastermind event. I have five people registered. I still have five more seats that if people want to participate, they can. Right. Uh, so I'm hoping that, you know, it it, it would blow my mind, uh, which, of course, I, you know, I, I've, I've come to expect sometimes that God will just blow my mind. It will blow my mind if all 10 seats are sold for my one day mastermind event. But worst case scenario, I have five amazing people that are going to be there Mm -hmm. and I've already read what they're looking to get out of it and what, what their hopes are for that day. And I have no doubt those needs are going to be met and uh, leaps and bounds beyond what they expect to get out of the day. So that's going to be awesome. And um, I have podcasting A to Z starting in September and then, uh, yeah, I have to market that as well. So lots of things. Uh, th- th- I mean, those aren't lots of things, but they're they're little things that take up lots of mental capacity. Room in your mind. Exactly. Alrighty. Um, so Stephanie, I have a question for you. Okay. Should I edit the beginning? No. Of this episode. Why would you do that? Just should I edit out the part where we started talking about the check story? No. Does anybody care about the check story? It doesn't matter if they care about it or not. It honestly doesn't matter. It's it. I'm just gonna say it, and all the other podcasters are gonna hate me. Editing is inauthentic. Okay. You want to be real? Keep it real. All right. Fair enough. It's just you. You say that we're authentically sharing our lives. We do. This morning, you authentically bored me to death with the check. <laughs> Keep it there. I mean, it, it's it's real. It's all right. I yeah. Fair enough. Why cause more work and more stress on yourself by going back to take it out or worrying about leaving it in than just saying, you know what, this is what we recorded today. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. If you hang in there past the five. Plus five minutes of, <laughs> you'll have an okay episode. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's nothing for me to go in and just completely erase that. You cause and yourself more worry and then, by, and then it's like no. they hit play, and no. and it's and it's it's a pretty good flowing show. No, because in the spirit of being authentic, yeah, not everyone is on all the time. You have off times you have off stories you have off moments we have days where we come and we're not even in the same book let alone <laughs> close to the same page i mean it it is 
No, it stays. Period. Well, fair enough. Good deal. Until next time, we encourage you to live your life on purpose. Podcast. It's a man.